Hello and welcome to another edition of the Wet Paint NYC podcast. I'm Paul Cepeda and I'm here with artist and AIF fellow Kirk Maynard. How's it going, Kirk? It's going good. How are you? Good, man. Thanks. Thanks for coming out to the studio. It's great to have you out here in Brooklyn. I know you made the, the trek from from New Jersey, so you know there's a lot of stuff in between here and there. So I'm glad you could make it out here um, so that we can chat a little bit. Um, quick question for you. I, um, you know, I definitely know that you're a painter. You work in oil just like I do, but do you consider yourself a portrait painter or how do you describe your practice? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I do make, you know, portrait work, uh, but I think I would describe myself mainly as a person who focuses on negative portraiture. And it's recently something that I've really been um, interested in. And so I guess I'll kind of like give you like the background of, you know, my version of, you know, why I focus on the portraits that I do. And so I remember, and it was just like me just thinking, you know, I remember when I was younger and um, one of the things that I used to do is uh, look at news articles of, you know, different stories. And usually one of the things that I find is, you know, on some type of story where there, there was like, you know, a crime of the day, especially, you know, those would usually be like the most popular ones that would have, you know, the most comments under the sections because they were always like the juicy type of stories right people are drawn to drama i think that's very interesting and um one of the things i found is that when i read the comments and even though i know i'm not supposed to read the comments they tend to get racially changed when um the person who commits the crime is an african-american and so you know you did have the mugshot that would be present there and you know even though i knew i shouldn't read it some part of me is always interested on in what people are saying about me or what people are saying about black culture or about the black portrait or about the black person in general and and i know it's not a good thing but there was something that had i remember drawing me into reading these articles and then reading the comments you know some black person commits a crime and sometimes the comments would say oh of course you know this is what you're expecting from you know this culture or whatever you know so it's a typical don't read the comments type of comments and um it drew me to and you know it was disappointing at when i first thought about it you know at the beginning but then i thought you know how can i create art around this idea of the mugshot or of this person being presented in a negative way Mm -hmm. that pushes these types of stereotypes and so one of the things i started doing in my work and i started thinking about over time is actually creating profiles of you know that i recognized from mugshots or that you know i've just seen in my mind and being able to use portraiture as a way of reclaiming some the negative versions of portraiture such as the mugshot things like that has kind of allowed me to use my practice to show you know beauty i'm in a way i'm an appropriation artist i think i'm taking negative types of portraiture in our society and reappropriating them and giving them and stripping the negative you know portraiture of its power and making it beautiful and so that's you know if i was to kind of like describe what i've been focusing on you know recently is you know using negative versions of portraiture and making them beautiful right yeah and uh, and i can testify that they are beautiful and you know people might not even necessarily at first think of 
uh, say like a mug shot or that kind of thing, even though it's set up in that same sort of, um, you know, view on the canvas and that kind of thing, um, which I think is probably a testament to, you know, you being able to put in your own um, spin and like you said, sort uh -huh. of stripping away that those negative connotations and just making a beautiful painting yeah. of what might otherwise be considered, you know, something you know, scary or mm -hmm. uh, troublesome or whatever. Yeah. And um, I think that that's, that's uh, you know, a really fantastic thing for you to be focusing on. Mm -hmm. And and obviously that's, it sounds like you've been, you've been able to grow somewhat yourself from some of this, you know, mm -hmm. being able to think about these things, consider it, and, you know, and making, uh, taking these things that are super, you know, they can be, because you were putting it mildly with some of those comments, you know, yeah. quickly turn yeah. into you were putting yes. it super yeah. mildly. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. for you to take that, you know, and, and turn it into a beautiful, good thing, even if it's just for your own, you know, personal perspective, like finding the good side of that or, or yeah. taking away the negative. That's that's pretty fantastic. Mm -hmm. So when did you first start painting and did you always did you like jump right into oil paint? Because that's sort of the, you know, the top tier yeah, thing yeah. so yeah. how did that go um so man i first started painting believe it or not like seriously painting in grad school um okay. and but like well seriously oil painting i mm -hmm. think using oil paint i think before i did a lot of drawings and i'm okay. still doing drawings right now i'm working on projects doing with oil pastels but mm -hmm. in terms of like taking oil paint seriously and not kind of like moving from acrylic to oil. I think it was in grad school I started kind of like developing a love for oil paint. And just kind of like the fact that it's um, it, on the surface without using any type of medium or anything. It's a, uh, it's a, um, a type of medium that gives its way to blending, you know, as you, were, as you go. And I think that was kind of like the thing that I really love about it. Because, you know, in my, my own personal practice when I'm creating my portraits, being able to kind of like create the skin and you know blend it as I go was something that I really wanted to do and so you know I just as soon as I you know started using oil paint it drew me in and so that was kind of like yeah yeah and so that process and so yeah I, I do lots of drawings I, I do lots of paintings but in terms of the paintings I've started to move from you know heavily acrylic to more oil paint and sometimes i mix both of them okay, you know, yeah and use both of them on the canvas you yeah know? Why not? i mean that's you know whatever works right whatever gets the job done yeah. for sure but so have you um you know were you like one of those artists that was like always drawing as a child always sort of creating or did this something that sort of developed through school or how did yeah. that and so um my Evolution as an artist definitely did start when I was younger because I used to live in Brooklyn and like every single, you know, probably every single two weeks, every two weeks, you know, my cousin would come over and we just like draw, you know, cartoon characters okay. and like in the, the marble, you know, the marble um, journals, the, the mm -hmm. ones with the black and white stuff on it. Yeah, yeah th those weren't, aren't even made for drawing, right? They have the lines to them, but we still well, like drew characters <laughs> and we like made explosions and stuff like that. I don't remember, but I remember it was very fun. And so that what that was a very that was kind of like how it started. And I think the first thing that made me um, go into saying, you know, I want to be kind of like serious and continue creating art was, you know, still during that time when I was young in New York City and I drew um, Beauty from Beauty and the Beast from the back of a Kellogg's box that oh, I had yeah. seen and I really loved it. And so I said, hmm, you know, I'm going to continue. And so I had that phase where I was just drawing Disney characters. I think it was like elementary school. Either elementary, yeah. yeah, and then I went into my anime phase. <laughs> I think every artist or a lot of artists kind of like go through the phase where they just love drawing anime characters. And so that was a very big, that was a very big part of it. But once I hit undergrad, um, I started to 
just create things that I saw and just kind of like, not, not so much, because at that point I was still not developing work on a conceptual basis. It was kind of more fun, mm-hmm. right? And so I'd say that from undergrad until like the end, uh, undergrad and even outside of undergrad, I was more of like someone who was a fan artist. So I drew, you know, you know whether it was famous movie stars or, you know, the characters I saw on the screen, whatever mm-hmm. it is, I considered myself someone that just loved the kind of like, drawing portraits like that and it wasn't until graduate school that I started to develop a conceptual basis for my work even though I love you know it's very fun you know creating you know works of you know famous properties and things like that Mm -hmm. I sort of wanted to take a direction of creating work that dealt with things I cared about you know and kind of like coming into my own as an artist and so that's when I started, you know, dealing with political issues because I, ever since 2008, when Barack Obama got elected, I was really interested in politics, but, you know, and I, I had, you know, I'm an artist, but at that time I wasn't sure how to mend politics with art, right? Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to, but I really had no direction in how to make it work mm-hmm. or what I wanted to say with my work, right? Um, and that so, kind of stuff can become super preachy yes, in way, yes, turn people off really, really easily. Yeah. So yeah and then then of course you know i'm taking the step as you know i'm if i'm becoming a political artist you know will that turn people off right Mm -hmm. just like what you had said you know you know how far do i want to take this and so it was probably the graduate school i started to think about these issues you know started reading some um you know a lot of works you know um and so one of um probably one of the first conceptual works of art that I created in grad school dealt with housing discrimination. And so, um, it was, uh, and it was based off of, um, an article that I'd read by ta Coates, the case for reparations. And so he was kind of like um, detailing, redlining the history of housing discrimination Mm -hmm. in Chicago and how, you know, the effects of that, you know, kind of trickle down over time. And, um, and so I created some works focusing and documenting housing discrimination in my own area my own neighborhood of Orange, New Jersey, and kind of like detailing, you know, the income disparities between Orange, New Jersey, where I lived, and South Orange, New Jersey, which is one of the highest socioeconomic areas, and was literally, you know, a block away from where I lived, so it was super close. And so that was kind of like started where I started to kind of like get an understanding of developing works that I, you know, that meant something to me politically. And, you know, over time, you know, I started dealing with that, and then I started to deal with people. And so I started first with geography in the, at the beginning of grad school, and then kind of like I eventually started to branch over to kind of like dealing with people, the people who are affected okay. in the geography, in a way. And so it's uh, it's been kind of like a journey of, you know, where I started and kind of like where I'm moving towards. But it's been um, good, and I think that... Um, kind of gaining a a chance to not just speak about, you know, some of the issues that we're facing with institutionalized discrimination, because that's important, but also, you know, now dealing, you know, and thinking about, you know, black culture in a positive way, you know, and not just dealing with, you know, some of the pain that has been experienced and kind of like Mm -hmm. being willing to kind of like branch out and talk about the beauty, you know, as well as the pain. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, trying to say justify it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so that's kind of like where I've been, you know, you've um, mentioned grad school. Uh, What grad school are you at? Um, I'm currently at New Jersey City University. Oh, great. And 
you're almost done there, right? You're finishing up, right? Yeah, I'm. I literally have my thesis exhibition, and that's the the class that I've taken, right? That's and that's it. One class, and then I'm you know done. And so so, so you do this class, and you'll be um, like working on works for the big exhibition. And when is that? Um. Yeah. So my thesis exhibition will be in December two thousand nineteen. Um. And then I have um, a solo exhibition at Montgomery College in the spring of 2020. Oh, great. And so, you know, I'm pre- so and the thesis exhibition that I'm presenting will be my solo okay. later on. So it's going to basically be like a traveling exhibition. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in the currently in the process of working on works, you know, for the thesis exhibition. And I know that you um, we're also finishing up. We're in the last month of the artist in fellowship program. Mm-hmm. Um and so we have, so you have another show coming up for that yeah. um, on uh, June twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you got that going on. And then I remember you were telling me something about you have two other residencies coming up as well. Mm-hmm. So you're obviously a busy guy, um, which is great. You know, uh, sp- you know, spreading your art and your message out there as yeah. widely as possible, <laughs> which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the, the, that first residency that you have coming up? That's in Philly, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's the residency I'm going to be a part of is called the home artist residency. And, um, what I'm going to, one of the things I'm going to be doing there is working on a project that I've been, uh, really interested in, um, dealing with stereotype threat. Um, and so I'm actually, um, using oil pastels for that project. It's still dealing with, you know, portraiture. Um, but also focusing on, you know, the effects of stereotypes on the black body, which is, which is, it's called a lot, you know, the black body, but just focusing on stereotypes on the black person itself and how body language changes when, you know, you know that you're being stereotyped as a, a certain type of, whether it's a threat or, you know, you're being stereotyped as someone that might become a threat. And so I'm dealing with kind of like, that issue of body language in my work. And so I'm just taking some time off, not just working on my art, but also looking at other artists, you know, communing with other artists, you know, seeing what they're working on. Because one of the things I've, re- and looking at other art, you know, one of the things that I've realized over time is that, you know, a lot of inspiration comes from, you know, seeing other works, you know, Definitely. being in dialogue with other artists. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the Artists and Fellowship Program is good for that. And it does kind of like developing your own work and seeing, you know, how everyone else is developing their own practice. Because then it kind of like give, gives, puts everything in, into perspective and you learn a lot from other people. Yeah. And so I'm really looking forward to it. Because it can be easy. I, I speak about this. It can be easy to get caught up in like your own head and your yeah. own life, just trying to you know make things happen for you. Yeah. And so you know you can sort of get into you know like a pattern of repeating or not really experimenting or that kind of thing. And so it is great. You can when you see somebody else doing it and maybe you know stumbling, but then getting back up or have or figuring out some way to do something much more uh, easily. You know that can be super helpful. You know, yeah. which is great to 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 have those kind of things shared. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people who don't necessarily know um, the, a, a residency, at least in this case, you're, you'll actually be like traveling out there, staying um, out there for like two weeks or something, right? Yeah. And then you'll have like a big sort of like studio space to work in and everybody will be sort of working and hanging out together and that kind of thing. That's that's what this residency is. Yeah, yeah. And so just being able to, it's, it's a residency, so I'm going to be living, you know, and I have a studio as well, so housing, lodging, but also having a studio space to actually work on my art and also, you know, invite other people to come in. 
you know, and like I said, that's where dialogue is a part of it, you know, being able to show the work, you know, exhibit the work in Philly is also a very big part of it, you know, yeah, getting it out there. Yeah. For you, I, I assume, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, I like, you know, I don't know the Philly art scene right, like at right. all. Right. And so getting a chance to kind of like go in and, you know, meet other people. I mean, I've gone I know people in Philly, but in terms of immersing myself in the Philly art mm-hmm. scene, I'm really looking forward to that. And kind of like seeing, you know, what's all what it's all about. Yeah. It's always good to kind of like go different places and get outside of the New York City, you know, yeah. art scene. Yeah, right? I can, um, you know, we can sometimes forget that there is a whole rest of the world <laughs> yeah. outside of New yeah. York City yeah. and the greater area. And I mean, you know, Philly certainly has tons of history and a lot of art, you know, and, yeah. and you know, some fantastic art um, itself. So that so that's going to be fantastic. And then you have. And then what's what is the um, residency or the program that comes after that one? And so that program is called the Stomping Around Residency. It's going to be held in Deposit, New York. And I think that during that time, I'll also get a chance to work on some. And so both of them are basically going to be used to work on my thesis exhibition, but also work on some of the writing that I'm going to be doing okay. um, as with in accordance with my thesis exhibition, so my master's thesis, mm-hmm. in a way, and just writing and reading a, a lot of works, and I've been looking at, um, you know, artists that also deal with body language, like Lorna Simpson. So I'm going to be exploring some of her works and other, you know, cool. uh, and uh, of course, you know, it won't just be a time of kind of like exploring that, but also like I was mentioning before, a chance to get away. Because sometimes one of the things I notice is when you know I'm just you know, outside of that art community, like, I get bogged down with everything else. Mm -hmm. You know, something is taking my time. Yeah, exactly, day-to-day life. And so getting that moment of quiet or quietude, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's good. So, yeah. Like you were saying, you know, dedicating to this. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, Sorry guys, phones off. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, literally at the stomping ground residency, there is no service there, oh, wow. so it's perfect, perfect. right? Because so, I have a temptation to like get on my phone too much, sure. right? <laughs> so That's... it's good to go. It forces me to get away. Temptation. Yeah, it forces me to get away from everything else. Well, so it's good. That's great. So um, let's see. So we talked about the residencies that you mm-hmm. have and some upcoming shows, and you're finishing up um, in school. I know that you've also, you've done some, like, teaching yourself, right, and, like, speaking, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, do you want to tell us anything about that? Uh, um, you know, was mm-hmm. that all, is, all, is that all related to grad school, or have mm-hmm. you done some of that stuff outside? Um, yeah, a lot of the stuff that I do is, you know, outside of grad school, and so um, anytime I go and speak, it's usually about, you know, the projects that I'm working on, and uh, cool. so... Part and parcel, I speak about my work, but I also, you know, speak about how to resolve the issues that I talk about in my work. And just kind of like, I enjoy dialogue, you know, is one thing to just kind of like speak about the work, but being willing to, you know, dialogue with other people is also a very crucial part of, you know, my own work. You know, when I'm speaking about stereotype threat, you know, for instance, you know, there was a, you know, a student at the school um, at Mass Art that I went to, uh, Massachusetts College of Art and Design in Boston, I was speaking about stereotype threat, and he was asking, you know, how can people be aware of their own biases? You know, how can we solve that, you know, issue? And Sometimes you don't know what you, yeah. know, what you don't know. Like, yeah, <laughs> yes. And, you know, it was a very interesting question. And uh, one of the things that I said is, you know, 
the fact that you're asking the question is really good, right? You know, the fact that you're, you know, be, yeah, you know, your fact that you're willing to kind of like think about that issue is important. And uh, one of the things that, you know, I always emphasize is the best way to, you know, not just recognize your biases, but, you know, prevent some of those things from happening is by being willing to speak and be and be in communion with people who are different than you, you know, whether they look different you, whether they, you know, whether they think different, differently than you, it's important to, you know, be around the people who just aren't naturally in your circles. And it sounds so simple, but it's probably one of the hardest things that we can do, right? Because we grow up, you know, wanting to be around people that look like us. You know, I went to a um, Chambly High School in Chambly, Georgia. You know, there are black people there, white, you know, Asian. But at the end of the day, you know, in the cafeteria, the black people sat with the black people, the white people sat with the white people. Everyone sat, generally speaking, with their own groups, yeah. even though the campus itself had a lot of diversity, right? right. right? And so it is tough to ask people to get outside their comfort zone, whether outside their comfort zone racially in terms of who they speak to in their circles Uh or outside of their comfort zone, you know, ideologically, you know, you know, and so getting outside of your comfort zone is an important part of breaking those stereotypes. And that's kind of like one of the things that people have seen over time. The more willing you are to branch out, you know, the more willing you're able to understand, understand people and the the more less the less likely your um some of the nefarious i guess systems that tend to try to you know break us apart mm-hmm. you know the less nefarious they become right they lose their power you know when people realize how much they have in common rather than right. <laughs> all the things they have you know, know that they disagree with and so yeah and you know and that's that you know that's what i look at as like the spice of life i mean that's that's yeah. what makes things fun is having these differences and if you're if you're always hanging around people who think the same as you which probably isn't super likely anyway you know everybody's yeah. got their little their little different but you know have the same ideologies, yeah. are doing the same things that you're doing. They go to the same places. They know yeah. the same people. You know, where's the fun in that? That sounds yeah. like it, get, you know, it gets a little stale, a little boring. Yeah. So, yeah. so I like the idea, and I love that you're that you're using you know visual arts like say paintings yeah. or drawings to um, spark these dialogues, and that you're sort of taking it on the road and and having these conversations in different yeah. places because. Um, you know, the students in one place mm-hmm. are having one experience, no matter where they come from. Yeah. But, you know, just right up the road, you know, there can be some mm-hmm. something that's obviously there's a lot of similarities. But there's, you know, everybody, every place has its own little things, its yeah. own little uh, some of some some of these things being nefarious. And yeah, some yeah. some are just, you know, yeah. you know, there's a lot of institutionalized yeah. stuff you've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool to to hear and see you using the visual you know because you it's not like you're putting text into the paintings at yeah, least not no. the stuff that i'm seeing yeah. um but you're sparking the conversations in other ways which is yeah. pretty fantastic and um sounds like that's something that you want to continue to do mm-hmm. um do you do what are you do you have like any like big goals like say for like five or ten years from now like if you had something that you could really do with your art like what would that be mm-hmm. do you have any idea something like Oh, wow, that's a big question. You know, Whether it's getting it into institutions yeah. mm-hmm. or continuing mm-hmm. in sort of this like road trip. You know, you know like I think that's kind of like a mixture of everything um, because it's good to get into institutions, but I also want to get into the community as well. Um, a very big part of my work is kind of like 
you know, straddling the line between having it be in institutions and speaking about it there because the institutions hold a lot of the power, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you need to speak, you know, the truth to the institutions of the power. That's important. But also, you know, speaking to the people. So I think I want to kind of like be the line straddler in a way, okay. you know, being willing to spark the dialogue in and outside of the institutions, you know, and being willing to, you know, allow people to, you know, speak their mind about, you know, how they feel about the work and have the dialogue with me, you know, even if they disagree, you know, because you know, like I was saying, you know, I've spent time, you know, in Trump country and some of the things that I, I might speak about, people there might not, you know, fully support, but if we could hear each other out. I think that's a, that goes a long way, mm -hmm. you know, rather than presenting my work, you know, away from people who probably need to hear it the most, right? Right, right. You know, and I might be able to learn something from them. We could all learn something from each other. So I think it's important to, you know, be in and outside of the institution to kind of like have that perspective. Mm -hmm. Great. So, so that would mean making more of your work, exploring, you know, more of these things, both personally and with the community around you. Yeah. So that's fantastic. I mean, it sounds like you're on the road to doing exactly what you want to do and, you know, and you've already had some success with it. So that's fantastic. Um, where can people find your work? Like, wh wh where's the best place for people to look at your work and how can they get in contact with you? Yeah, definitely. And so um, you could find it at my website, KirkMaynardArt.com. Um, and literally everything is Kirk Maynard Art for me. So my Instagram page is also Kirk Maynard Art. And my Facebook page is Kirk Maynard's Art. And so if you look that, yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you look that, just type it in Google, you'll be able to find it. Great, great, great. And actually, you know, one thing um, also that, that you mentioned to me at one point before that I think is interesting, uh, that maybe you could... Um, offer a bit of advice to other artists that are looking to get their work out there and 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 share their work and maybe even sell their work and that kind of thing i know that you've had some experience with um finding communities that like support your work whether they're on facebook like these type of groups um that you know that celebrate you know your some of your differences and that kind of thing and come together as a community for these quote unquote you know differences or similarities that kind of thing do you um would you be able to share a little bit about that, mm -hmm. about your experience with these sort of groups and how maybe where people can find these things? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that um, there are quite a few groups, but what, I do like Facebook. Um, I still that's you know still one of the social media handles I use, and that's been working. Yeah, yeah, it's been working really good because I've been able to find a community of like-minded artists. Um, one of the groups that I follow is called um, Black Artists Connected. And so there are a lot of artists who post their work there, and just in general, from following that, I you know naturally you know kind of like be get into communion with other artists we, there could be animators they could be illustrators they could be fine artists but it doesn't matter they're all in the arts world and i hate kind of like that making, separation making thing. yeah yeah and, and yeah and so and some people don't like you know the fine artists to hang out with like the you know the illustrators or whatever but i i think it's stupid like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i just love being around creative people no yeah. matter who they are and so just from that you know, following groups on Facebook, okay. it's been really good. And of course, you know, one of the things I like about Instagram, on the other hand, is that it's such a visual medium. And so, you know, you know, in certain tags, you know, like for instance, you know, of, of whether it's black artists or just oil painters, you know, mm -hmm. you see yeah. so many great works, yeah. you know, just by looking through tags. And so there's a lot of ways to find connections among people, you know, whether it's in groups and stuff. So whether it's the tags on Instagram, whether it's groups on, you know, Facebook, there's a lot of, you know, interesting people out there, you know. And so that's kind of like how I've been able to find, you know, the communities that I've been, you know, going in and out of.
Yeah, that's great. I just I, I think that that's fantastic to hear. Um, you know, whatever sort of the basis for the community is, you know, yeah. we we tried to create you know a little community with the artisan fellowship program, and it was basically just based around that we're all you know artists. Yeah. Um, and then with the fe- with the um, advisors being you know somehow related to the art world or mm-hmm. having skills that you know that we could use for that. Yeah. So it's cool. You know, I mean, it can be based on, you know, ethnicity, it can be, you know, I'm sure you probably have some religious affiliations yeah. and that builds, you know, community there. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, so my point is sort of for um, artists that sometimes feel like they're maybe lost or alone or, um, you know, maybe sort of spinning their wheels. Um, I think it's, it's great advice to reach out, you know, try to build, even if it's like a virtual community, you know, wow. if you can get out with people, that's even better. But, uh, you know, give it a shot, you know, put yourself out there, yeah. reach out, right? Um, you know, just just uh, maybe congratulate somebody on their work or, you know, or comment on it in that way. And, you know, and maybe and naturally, hopefully over time, that'll sort of build up and mm-hmm. and uh, you never know where it'll lead. I mean, look at yeah. us now, you know, a few yeah. months, we didn't know each other a few months ago yeah, and then exactly. through the program, yeah. you know, look at all the things that we've done. We did the, we had the, the uh, art, the super fine art fair in Soho, yeah. which was great. I mean, yeah. you sold work yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and then you know all the all the other things that we've done in there, and we still have this big show coming up. Yeah, so and then hopefully man, many things after that too. So yeah, the power of community, right? Yes, it's amazing, and especially the the point that you were making about kind of like even going outside of you know social media and actually meeting people in person right. is also great. You know, I do that. You know, whether it's you know going to conferences or speaking at universities, just being around people that are in the arts or outside of the arts yeah. in the humanities, it doesn't matter where they are. Yeah. Just being around different people, you know, is great, right? It's not just sparks discussion, but they, you know, might say something that I was like, hmm, maybe I should think about that in like a next art project that I'm doing, right? You could learn so much from other people. So I'm constantly putting myself in groups where, you know, learning just happens you know community just happens in those types of groups i think that's important yeah and that's a great point that it doesn't have to just be other artists i mean you know everybody has something to teach you um in one way or the other and and sometimes it is great you know to just you can focus on your own you know painting techniques and that kind of thing um but learn about you know philosophy and you know and psychology and whatever else and and allow that to come into your works mm-hmm. and so even if you can't and you know in these groups you know maybe you're a little bit shy you don't necessarily want to jump right into an, an established group but i mean even just going to events that are held at like museums or you know even you know things like that that mm-hmm. where you will bump into similarly like-minded folks in some way you know yeah. you're all there together um that can be a uh, and it's a fun way to you know to see things that you might not necessarily see so yeah definitely and just kind of like, you know, going through that, you know, going through the motions of being willing, you know, to be open to different perspectives, you know, and different people, you know, outside of where you come from is like the entire point of, you know. Yeah, have fun with it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on, you know, enjoy it. That's what it's all about. That's what makes the world, you know, such a beautiful (laughs) and fantastic place is all the diversity of, you know, Mm -hmm. terrain, plants, animals, Mm -hmm. and, you know, most of all people. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Okay, so again, people can find um, you everywhere at Kirk Maynard, and that's K-I-R-K, mm-hmm. M-A-Y-N-A-R-D. Yeah. And so that's .com, and on yeah. Facebook, and yeah. Instagram, and all that Kirk good Maynard stuff. Kirk Maynard Art. So reach Maynard. out. Yeah. Reach out to him. 
fantastic. Well, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up, or what do you think? Um, I think or we covered it. We covered a, yeah, a good little bit, a, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, yeah. you know, come out to the show. Um, come out to you know hear Kirk speak. Um, whenever you get the chance, come out to the shows, meet him in person, and you know definitely check out his art online and reach out. I'm sure um, he would be thrilled to um, carry on some of these discussions with you if you are willing to reach out. Yeah, so, definitely. So thanks again, Kirk, and um, I look forward to seeing what you uh, have uh, coming out of the studio next. Yeah, thanks for having me. My pleasure.